1: Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View, and today's show comes to you on Wednesday, August 25th, after the first day of Giants-Patriots joint practices in Foxborough, Massachusetts. It was a sweltering hot day in Foxborough as the Giants and the Patriots practiced for more than two hours, in a practice that saw a lot of 11-on-11 and 7-on-7 work. Really good work for both teams. Uh, The big, big news of the day was, of course, that Giants cornerback Adoree Jackson signed to a three-year, $39 million contract during the offseason to uh, occupy the corner opposite James Bradbury for the Giants left practice with a left ankle injury severity of that injury is unknown I know further tests are going to be performed the reports that I've seen and heard indicate that the Giants think that Jackson will be back for the season opener against the Denver Broncos on September 12th almost three weeks away but we don't know how these things go you know Injuries are, are weird, and I mean, when Kenny Galladay got hurt at the beginning of August, they told us that uh, that it wouldn't be long, that, that it was a mild hamstring strain, and that he'd be back soon, and here we are near the end of August, and, and Galladay hasn't practiced yet. So it's a concerning injury for the Giants, who, who signed Jackson for a reason. They signed him because... The cornerback situation opposite James Bradbury wasn't good last year. The Giants went through Corey Ballantyne. They went through Isaac Yottam. They used Julian Love. They also used Ryan Lewis at at points last year, and none of those guys really proved 100% satisfactory as starting cornerbacks opposite Bradbury Giants played far more zone a year ago because of that than they wanted to and and Jackson's presence is expected to allow them to play a lot more man-to-man to be a lot more aggressive in the secondary so hopefully he will be back sooner rather than later hopefully that injury is not incredibly serious But we will have to see that injury did point out something that we've been looking at with the Giants and that is that in truth the cornerback depth really isn't there for the Giants right now beyond Bradbury Jackson and starting slot cornerback Darnay Holmes you really don't have a whole heck of a lot at the moment. You've got sixth-round pick Rodarius Williams, who's had a good training camp, a good preseason, looks like a guy who could be a player at you know for the Giants, but you don't really don't want to put a heavy, heavy starting load on his plate right away, week one of his rookie season. He is a sixth round pick. He does have a lot to learn. He competes. He tackles, he plays hard, he can play outside, he can play the slot, he's shown a little bit of versatility to play safety, but he's also given up his fair share of completions throughout camp and the preseason, still has a lot to learn, still has a lot to adjust to as an NFL player, and putting him out there for a heavy load of snaps during a regular season game is probably not a recipe for success. Beyond that, the Giants traded a week ago for two corners, Josh Jackson from the Green Bay Packers in a trade for Isaac Yottam, and Keon Crossen from the Houston Texans. We still really don't know a whole lot about those two players. We didn't see them in the Cleveland Browns preseason game, really haven't seen them on the practice field, at least as part of the defense to this point, so not really sure if the Giants expect those guys to be able to help, rookie cornerback Aaron Robinson remains on the pup list, hasn't practiced. Beyond them, you have Madre Harper and Sam Beal, and neither of those guys has really been impressive throughout training camp. Neither of those are guys who are really expected to make the 53 man roster in a week. So, unfortunately, the jackson injury has pointed out that the giants really really need cornerback help with that in mind nick filato of big blue view took a look on wednesday at some cornerbacks that the giants could look at to supplement the position so please check out big blue view check out nick's story on on those corners as uh as we look at the Giants and as we look at the way that they try to shape their 53-man roster here in another week. All right, the other thing that the Jackson injury pointed out is that when you look at the Giants, you have Adoree Jackson, you have Kenny Galladay, you have Kadarius Toney, you have Saquon Barkley sidelined, although Barkley is expected to practice on Thursday wearing a red jersey. But we don't still don't know if Barkley will be ready for week one against the Broncos. You can also throw John Ross into that mix. You can throw a couple of the rookies, Aaron Robinson, who we mentioned already, Ellerson Smith, um, you know, in addition to Kadarius Toney. And, and what you have here, Kyle Rudolph, who is just coming back you know from his foot injury and who practiced for the first time on Wednesday, did some individual drills, wouldn't commit to being ready for week one against the against the Broncos. What you have here with the Giants is a situation where all of the players who were added to this roster to upgrade the passing attack to upgrade the offense for the most part to upgrade the pass rush all of these players are currently unavailable thus when you look at practice on Wednesday it shouldn't be any surprise that the Giants struggled really to complete passes in anything other than a short area of the field they did okay in the red zone but they couldn't push the ball down the field. They were also in a practice where Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard seemed to be having their snaps monitored, so they weren't taking a full load of snaps. But it's concerning, less than three weeks away from the season opener, that basically all of the players that the Giants counted on to really and truly upgrade this roster are currently unavailable. So Daniel Jones and company on the offensive side are still working with the same personnel for the most part that finished 31st in the league in offense a year ago. So we shouldn't expect miracles when we watch these practices. It is what it is. The Giants don't have their full complement of playmakers available right now. We have to cross our fingers and hope that those guys will be available for week 1 that they'll be available early in the season that they'll get enough practice time in that the offense isn't helter-skelter and 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 you know a mess when the season starts but right now things are a little bit concerning with the Giants because so many of the key players they brought in hoping to upgrade this roster for 2021 are currently unavailable All right, Giants fans, what I want to do right now is take a short break for a word from our sponsors here at SB Nation. When we come back, I will be talking to Ryan Spagnoli of SB Nation's Pat's Pulpit, who was also at the uh, joint practice on Wednesday, and we'll chat with Ryan and we'll get the New England perspective on what we saw on Wednesday morning All right, Giants fans. We are joined now by Ryan Spagnoli of SB Nation's Pat's Pulpit, the uh, New England Patriots blog, on uh, on our our terrific network to uh, to talk about the uh, joint practices today and and get the uh, get the Patriots perspective on, on what we saw out on the out on the practice field today. Ryan, thank you very very much for for hopping on.
0: Thank you for having me. And it's, uh, it's always a pleasure. Always good to connect with other, um, you know, uh, websites from SB nation. It's obviously a great community. Um, and, you know, it's all, all in good fun. So had a lot of fun there today. I thought, uh, you know, it was a scorcher though. um, definitely wasn't football weather that, you know, our two teams are used to, but. Uh, it was obviously a good opportunity to get out there and compete against other teams.
1: Yeah, this this is probably information that 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 our listeners don't need, but you know, it, it was it was so hot. I mean, the sweat was just dripping off of me, and I came back to the hotel room here and uh, and, and grabbed a shower because it was just it was uncomfortable.
0: Oh, it was. It really was. Um, I thought it was a good day uh, from a Patriots perspective. Obviously. Um, It was an opportunity, a big opportunity for Mac Jones, obviously first round pick by the Patriots this year. Um, You know, it's been, you know, said multiple times now that Cam has been their starter. Although I think kind of those guys have been neck and neck uh, throughout training camp, maybe Jones having the edge by a slight manner. Uh, And then obviously him missing this week due to, you know, kind of a quote unquote misunderstanding of COVID protocols uh, that the team released a statement on. It was a big opportunity for Jones. Uh, Hasn't got much look with the number one offense. Hasn't got much look versus the number one defense. And I thought he was really good. I had him 33 of 39, uh, 21 of 25 and 11 on 11 work. And you were obviously there too. I'm curious to hear your thoughts kind of on him and and how he looked. um, You know, he was drafted just over a hundred days ago, obviously. Uh, I thought he commanded the the offense pretty well uh, for a first year rookie.
1: I have one question for you, Ryan. Did you guys find out what Jones had for breakfast today? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Whatever it is, I gotta
1: start having it. You 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 and me both, because he was he was really, really good today. I was a couple of the Giants guys that were sitting with me about three quarters of the way through practice. You know, one of the guys turned to me and says and said, has he thrown a ball that's hit the ground yet? And you know, it was impressive because he did. He went about three quarters of the way through practice, I think, before he threw an incompletion.
0: Yeah, it was super impressive. I thought, um, and you know, you know and, like I said, big opportunity for him. But really, the, the the biggest thing, and obviously being able to having a chance to watch him kind of throughout training camp, um, you could kind of get a sense that he he felt and he knew that this was a big opportunity for him to kind of stand out and really show the coaching staff that he is worthy of starting for this team week one. Uh, very vocal, very animated out there. Um, you know, a, a lot of high fives, a lot of jawing at his teammates, and, and kind of. You know, being that leader in the huddle, and I think that's the biggest thing for this team. If if he really wants to to grab the reins and take over as quarterback, that's something Cam Newton does very well. Obviously, had didn't have a great year last year throwing the football, uh, but I think one thing that Cam does very well is he's an alpha male in that room. He demands respect. He's a he's a leader in that huddle and in that locker room. And I think slowly but surely, Max getting the confidence and being able to kind of gain that trust and respect with his teammates.
1: Nice, nice. So let's uh, you know so we, so we talked about Mac Jones. let's let's talk about the other Jones a little bit and and let me start, you know this way. If you were a boxing judge and you're kind of scoring this as a fight, I mean, would would you score Wednesday, you know overall in favor of the Patriots or in favor of the Giants?
0: Yeah, and, and this is bias aside, right? Obviously I cover the Patriots and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts too. I, I thought the Patriots had the better day. I think offensively, like I said, Mac Jones was 33 of 39. I don't think there was much that Giants defense did to stop him. Obviously they were the 11th ranked defense last year. They had a very good defense um, and obviously improved uh, throughout the offseason. I'm sure you can speak on that more. Uh, I didn't really think they had a number for him. I thought the Patriots operated efficiently and then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I was mainly kind of focused on Mac just because that was obviously the big talk talking point today and kind of how he would do. Um, but I, I thought defensively for Spurts, the off the, especially the secondary, I thought JC Jackson, Kyle Duggar, and Adrian Phillips stood out, made things difficult at times for Daniel Jones. Uh, but you never really know at this time, you know, these point uh these practices, right? Jones is obviously entering his third year. You know, it might be a thing where the coaching staff on the Giants side are, hey, you know, force yourself to have a 40% completion day to Let's, let's drive the ball. Let's take some risks. Let's take some chances today. You know, maybe, you know, that has something to do with it, but I thought as a whole, uh, especially the reports, I was not down in Philadelphia last week. The Patriots did not have a good two days down there. They kind of got their butts kicked back to back days. And then obviously, um, you know, put a beating on them in the, in the final preseason game there. Uh, but I thought overall today, the Patriots were, ha- had a better day. I think one of their best days of camp overall.
1: Yeah, I would have scored today in favor of of the Patriots to be to be honest with you. Um, on you know from the Giants' defensive side, Mac Jones was really really good today. I thought one of the things that that got exposed a little bit for the Giants and and was made even even worse by Odori Jackson getting hurt at the end of practice. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about their depth at corner, uh, just because. You know, you get beyond James Bradbury and a Dory Jackson and 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 the starting guys, and that's generally a really good secondary. I'm just worried about the depth. Uh, on the other side, the the one real couple of positives that I thought for the Giants, I thought they had really good red zone work offensively at the beginning of practice, and again at the end of practice, I thought they did really, really well um in the red zone i thought in the middle of practice as you said i thought that that the patriots defense had the better of it i ended up having daniel jones i think as a group giants media kind of totaled up you know what what jones did and and i think we came up with 24 of 37 with one interception the thing that bothered me, you know, or the thing that, that, that I noticed today was the giants weren't really able to get the ball down the field very much, but, but I, I thought there was some good red zone work in there, but I, but I'm with you. I would, I would overall score Wednesday in, in favor of the Patriots Um, just in general, um, you know, as you said, you were more focused on your guys, but, but I'm, I'm curious, you know, for your thought on on Daniel Jones and maybe on on that Giants offense, just from what you saw today.
0: Yeah, I thought I, I thought, um, you know, the better Jones of the day was obviously Mack. I think we can both agree on that. Um, I was a big Daniel Jones guy coming out, I thought. Uh, when he went sixth, I was shocked. I thought that was a guy that maybe would be able to fall in the Patriots laps. They, they did a lot of pre-draft look on him back in 2018, um, or 2019, sorry, whenever he was drafted. Um, but I thought, you know, overall, uh, a decent day for him. I think that Patriots front seven is going to give a lot of quarterbacks a lot of problems, right, with Matthew Judon, Chase Winovich. Kyle Van Noy, Dante Hightower, Josh Uche, who wasn't out there today. They have a lot of depth up there. They're going to be able to get to the quarterback. Then, obviously, Lawrence Guy, Christian Barmore in the middle. So that's really going to be the, the strength of their defense, which is a little bit not what we're used to. In the, in the past, it was that secondary, right? Stefan Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, Jonathan Jones, all top five corners at their given spot. Uh, obviously, the Patriots don't have Gilmore right now. He's sitting out, kind of a contract holdout, rehab type of thing from that quad injury. Uh, So that, that secondary was tested today, and I thought they answered the bell pretty well. But I think from a Patriots perspective and on Jones, they made it difficult for him simply because of that pass rush. I think they're going to do that to a lot of quarterbacks this year.
1: It's kind of interesting that that's your perspective on that, because my perspective is as looking at it as a guy who's. Who's heard for months and months now about the the weakness of the Giants offensive line and the concern that everybody has about the Giants offensive line. You know, m- my perspective today and, and and the Giants writers that were sitting with me uh were looking at it and going, the 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 problem today isn't isn't the pass rush. It's not or the pass protection, because we thought Jones had pretty decent protection. There were a couple of times out of you know we had him for 37 throws and and out of 37 throws i think you know 25 26 of those came in 11 on 11 something like that you know a couple of those times protection's going to break down and you're going to have to move that's i think that's pretty much a given that's that's normal but by and large i think we thought that when other than times when Sterling Shepard was actually, you know, in the game, in the in the workout today, and the Giants kind of limited his reps, other than times he was out there, I thought Giants wide receivers had a hard time getting open. I thought that was a bigger problem than than pass protection.
0: Yeah, and like I said, I mean, even without Stephon Gilmore, I think that's a pretty good secondary. Right, J.C. Jackson could be a cornerback one on about seventy-five to eighty percent of the teams. Uh, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. They obviously have a big decision to make with Gilmore up next year and kind of holding out now. And then Jackson said to hit the market. Uh, that's a guy who, who's younger and, and just continues to get better. And then, you know, their safeties, Kyle Duggars, a second year guy. I think they're, you know, that's still the strength of their team. I think that if the Patriots are going to be successful this year, they'll have to win mainly on defense. Um, a, because I think if Cam plays, I don't think they'll have the the offense enough to put up enough points. And if Mac too, it obviously be a little bit of a conservative approach. So. Um, I'd be interested to see how both teams respond tomorrow. Uh, right, I think, like you said, the Patriots probably had the better day. Jones had a heavy workload the last two days. He threw Mac that is uh, north of eighty passes with Cam out. He took every single competitive rep. Cam is expected back tomorrow, um, so that should give the Giants a little bit of a look at two different styles of quarterbacks. And then, how does that you know Giants offense kind of respond, and and can the defense kind of build off of? Uh, I thought an overall pretty decent day.
1: Yeah, so. You know, so we'll look forward to tomorrow. Uh, I know you're not going to be out there tomorrow. I know I will be. Um, one of your cohorts is going to be out there. Who's going to be out there from Pets pulpit?
0: Uh, Brian Hines will be there. He should be in that uh, little medical tent. Oh, not medical, tent. <laughs> that that media tent. Um, yeah, that that, 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 Zero shade. So if you want to get there early, Ed, it's probably your best bet to kind of get a seat in the back. You get some nice shade. It was hot today.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I was actually sitting in there for, for a good part of the practice. And unfortunately, I mean, it's, it, there's shade, but it's also like a hot box in there.
0: (laughs) There was, there was no breeze, right? Like it was, um, yeah, I mean that, those are, you know, you want to talk about the dog days of training camp, right? Last week really with, with highly competitive action while you're kind of gearing up for week one. Uh, that was a test today for all those guys. I thought, uh, and it was a longer practice, too. I mean, typically the Patriots wrap up around quarter 12. They'll start around 945. It's about two hours, two and a half, maybe. They didn't get off the field today till like 1230 just after. So uh long practice for both these teams. A lot of uh, live competitive uh, reps that I thought had some high intensity.
1: Yeah, and, and of course, Joe Judge took the opportunity to make the Giants run the hill at the end of practice, too. I'm sure you guys chuckled about that.
0: Yeah, that's straight from Belichick. They they head down there every single day in training camp. Uh, and so Joe, Joe is probably very familiar with that. And he saw that opportunity. Um, and I think Daniel Jones spoke about it after, right? He said he had never, the Giants don't have anything like that. So that was a cool experience for him. Um, so that, that, uh, that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. All right. So, Hey Ryan, thank you very, very much for, for hopping on. We'll be uh, back out at, uh, at the facility tomorrow and uh hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to brian maybe about what uh, what his impressions are of uh of thursday's workout
0: of course ed thanks so much for having me maybe we'll meet in the super bowl and we can do this again that'd be cool for both of us but if not uh like i said love i uh, love talking football with everybody else from SB nation it's a great community and i uh, appreciate you having me on
1: all right take care take care All right, Giants fans, that was Ryan Spagnoli of SB Nation's Patriots website, Pat's Pulpit, with his perspective on Wednesday's joint practices between the Giants and the Patriots. That's pretty much our show today, but Giants fans, before I sign off, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the op-ed that former Giants coach Tom Coughlin uh, wrote in the New York Times a couple of days ago, detailing the the struggle that his wife Judy is undergoing these days and what that is doing to to Coughlin and his family um, Nothing you know the, many of us have been through similar things. All we can do at this point is uh send our thoughts and prayers to Coughlin to his family, keep them you know in mind keep them in our wishes um you know Coughlin was a wonderful wonderful man for the Giants his wife Judy was a a huge presence around the team and we wish them nothing but the best we know that this is a very very difficult time for Coughlin and his family so thoughts and prayers to Tom Coughlin and to His wife Judy and to all of their family. All right, Giants fans, just a reminder that Thursday the Giants will be back in Foxborough for another joint practice with the Patriots. Yours truly will be there again. So please check out all of the coverage at Big Blue View as we keep you up to date with everything that's going on in the practices between the Giants and the Patriots. All right, thank you very, very much for listening. Please remember, as always, stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.